y'all shouting today, right? Y'all ready? Hope y'all got y'all shouting shoes. We'll get show get you a we'll get you a Christmas search engine, and I can help you find anything related to... DIY Christmas decorations. Oh, okay. Um, let's jump right in. Here we go. <laughs> what date Christmas this year? Uh, December 25th. What date Christmas next year? December 25th? Song that goes... Um, I think I know what you're looking for. How cook ham. Okay. How cook ham fast. Uh... Oh. Ham flamethrower recipe. Wait, what? Christmas present mom. Nice. Cheap. Nice. What day Christmas 2035? Are you serious? Is Santa Claus real? Uh, you should maybe ask your parents about that. Gift wrap bowling ball. Please be careful. Custom dog Christmas. Sorry, what? Christmas dog custom cute. Oh, you mean costume? Christmas dog costume cute! Gift wrap accordion. Uh, that's gonna be tricky. Can I drink expired eggnog? No. What happens if drank expired eggnog? Why'd you even ask me in the first place? Dealing with relatives. Okay. Dealing with nosy relatives. Uh, well... Dealing with my nosy, overbearing relatives who won't stay out of my business. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's pretty much all the same stuff. Gift wrap a saddle. Who are you buying this stuff for? Santa Claus riding a unicorn. Santa Claus riding a unicorn socks. Is that a thing? Search it up. Oh, wow. Here they are. 
take my money. Norwegian tree skirts. How many lights one outlet? Elf pajamas. Dog singing Christmas carols. <sighs> What is Christmas really about? Hmm. I've got just the thing. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. So, Jesus? Jesus. May I? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Fix burnt ham. Okay. You know what? Forget it. Pizza delivery Christmas Eve. No problem. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. God is so great and he is greatly to be praised. And we welcome you to these worship services. You who are here in person for celebrating the baptism of those who we will uh, celebrate later in this service. And for those of you who are watching online, we thank God for your presence and for your prayers on this morning. Go ahead and share this live stream with your neighbors and your friends. Let them know that you are watching Chapel Live and that you invite them to not only watch with you, but to worship with you. For God is truly worthy of all of our praise, all of our glory, and all of the honor. All of it belongs to him. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's pray together this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day, for this time together, for giving us a brand new day. Indeed, you are a good God. And Lord, we bless you on this morning as we make our way to Christmas morning, recognizing, oh God, that that it is about the birth of your son, this blessed holy child we call Jesus. God, we pray now that you would bless our city, you would bless our state. You know all of the challenges that exist right now, the, the tears that have been shed, the hurts that have been felt, the tragedies that have been experienced throughout this year. God, we pray now that in the midst of it all, that you would be for us. Emmanuel, God with us. Be our Prince of Peace. Be our Jesus. Yeshua, he who saves. Save us now. God, we pray now your blessings upon this service. And all that we do here will bring the glory, honor, and praise. 
we invite now the presence of your spirit to fill us, anoint us, direct us in the way that you would have us to go and what you would have us to know. And when we leave from this place, we will have been made the better. We ask it in the mighty and in the matchless name of Jesus. For his sake we pray. Amen. God bless you. We invite you to stand and sing with us and join us in this moment as we listen to these virtual voices and this live band. What's his name? His name is Jesus.
This shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Praise God for that and for his people. Let us pray. Oh, how we call on the name of Jesus. Jesus is the name of all names. We thank you, God, this morning for allowing us one more time. One more time, Father, to, get, to just get it right. We thank you for this time as the season come upon us to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. Oh God, we, we thank you for allowing us to have so many times to, to be able to call on his name on this side. That each day grows closer to Christmas. We realize that this day was coming long before today. In fact, it's been coming long before we knew it. And as we get close to the time of, of Christmas, Help us to understand the real life meaning of the word. Help us to understand more of why Jesus, your son, was given unto us. That as we give back to you this season, we ask now that you stay with us in this church. Bless those who are here, those who are in our virtual world. That as they receive today's message, they take this message and use it to the betterment of their own world. That as time passed, they continue to grow in faith and love for one another. Realizing, Father, that this season is not just about the gifts and the fancy things that come with it. But it's about you, Father. And the love that you've shown us time and time again. I ask now, Father, as we go through this day, that you bless our, our pastor. Bless his family. Bless all the things that you have given unto him. That as he give us prayer the word that we use it to feed ourselves to make ourselves better bless this church as a membership and bless all churches that open their doors in your name 
But as they grow, Father, grow with us and grow with them, that we become better. I ask now, Father, that's a special blessing for our sick and shut in, our elderly and our children, that as they continue to be on those times, that you watch over them more than ever before. And Father, we ask today, as we grow in this day, that you just stay with us. Keep that old crime vested away from our homes. Keep those dark days that we feel as death arise upon us and all around us. Keep those things at bay. Oh, Father, give us this season. Give us this season, Father, to just be more comfortable in our scene of how this day will come. That as we continue to walk by faith and not by our sight, that we become better as your people. We ask that you bless us and bless the things that we know best. In your son Jesus' name, we do pray. And let our hearts say, Amen. Oh, Amen. Come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, Worship him this morning, oh, oh, come, let us adore him, oh, come, let us adore him, oh, come, let us. today
Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. This is the day that God has given unto us. Now it's time that we give in this our tithe and our offering period. We invite you to now prepare your gifts and your offerings. Those of you who are here, there will be trays and baskets available as you leave. You're invited to give as you leave. For those of you who are watching online, as always, you can give by any number of ways. You can give by way of the K Chapel app. You can text the number that's on your screen right now. You can always drop your offering off at the office. Whatever you do, however you do so, we invite you to do it two ways. Give so liberally and give so cheerfully for the Lord loves a cheerful giver. Amen. Amen. God bless you.
magnify your name. We magnify all things you've done for us. And now God, as we have received these gifts, we ask that you fold it and multiply it seven folds. That we can continue to do the things that we have done in this community and throughout this church. Bless now as we utilize these gifts of giving to do our things that are best for you. We ask you to bless this prayer and on your son Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. this sacred ordinance of our church. We thank you for you who are here in the audience. For those of you who are watching, we ask that you begin praying now for these who are coming today, symbol of their new life in Christ, taking Jesus on through the ordinance of baptism. Won't you come? to the great head of the church upon the profession of your faith my brother I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost take me to the Yeah. 
obedience to the great head of the church upon the profession of your faith my brother I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost take me to the water take me to the water take me to Eternal God, our Father, we bless you and we thank you for this privilege, privilege of baptism. We thank you, God, for what it symbolizes, new life given unto us. We thank you, O God, that resurrection power has been given unto us. And as you get up, so then can we. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit guidance upon both of these both of these young men that you would lead them and direct them and protect them even now as the enemy gets busy in their lives God we pray that you would be a fence all around them each and every day oh God go with them now that they would be bold witnesses for you in their sphere of influence oh God that they would be the salt and the light to which you've called them to be Granted in the name of Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. To be
comforting word this morning as our hearts were saddened this past week and we received news of Mother Triplett's transition. We will certainly want you to be in prayer for the Triplett family and for so many people she has touched over the course of her life. If you grew up as a child in this church around in the same time when I did, you have your own stories of being in Miss Triplett's, Mother Triplett's nursery or sitting on that pew with her. It's interesting, Ken, because uh, even when I came back from Illinois and started as executive pastor, she still called me her little boy. 
And when it was time for me to preach, just as a mother of the church would do, she reached in her pocketbook and pulled out some peppermint and made sure her little boy had some peppermint. The visitation for Mother Triplet will be December 21st at the Collins Chapel on Northside Drive. That will take place from 2 until 6 p.m. on uh, December 21st, Tuesday, December 21st. And then on Wednesday, the 22nd, here at the church, uh, we will have the funeral services at 11 a.m., 11 a.m. right here uh, for the funeral service for Mother Triplet. Again, visitation on Tuesday at the Collins Chapel on Northside Drive from 2 to 6. Funeral services here Wednesday at 11 a.m. Luke chapter 2, verses 11 through 12. These words you will find recorded. For unto you is born this day the city of David, a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. This shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, Lying in a manger. Ye shall find the babe wrapped. I want to talk from the subject this morning unwrapping the Christ of Christmas. Unwrapping the Christ of Christmas. Christmas is an incredible celebration of the most significant event in all of history the holy child of God conceived of a virgin loved by a surrogate father and raised to become the redeemer of the world that's Christmas unwrapped it, 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 is, it is certainly a paradox when you consider uh, Deacon Allen how Christ came or entered into this world choosing to enter the earth full of divinity yet wrapped in humanity full of power but veiled in poverty full of wisdom, yet according to scripture, having to learn obedience. The way that Jesus shows up, wrapped in swaddling clothes and laying in a manger, says to us that there then is something holy about humility. There is something mighty about modesty. There is something godly about being willing to be identified with the lowly and if if we can ever get past all of the stuff that we have typically wrapped Christmas up in if we can get past the events and the activities the customs and the cards the 
parties and the poinsettias, the trees and the trimming, the music and the mistletoe, all that we have wrapped Christmas up in and dare to to unwrap the Christ of Christmas, what we will discover is that Christmas is for every one of us. Christmas is for you. Listen, listen to the angel's announcement one more time. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Unto you. Don't look over the fact that this announcement is given to shepherds who are working the night shift. They are field workers. Mostly uneducated men who live in the shadows of society. Shepherds were menial workers who carried the stench of manure upon their person and bore the stigma of being an outcast upon their psyche. They were shepherds and while everybody else had returned to their homeland to be counted during the census, shepherds stayed in their fields while everybody else was being counted. Shepherds remain in the shadows of the darkness while everybody else was being told that they mattered. The subliminal message to the shepherds was you don't count. So when the angel come to the shepherds working the night shift saying for unto you. You got to understand the gravity of that message. They are talking to those who have been told all of their lives that they don't matter and they don't count. But heaven has a different message for unto you. You who have been left out. You who have been overlooked. You who have been mistreated by society. You who have been looked down upon. You who have been underappreciated, undervalued, and underpaid. You who have been thought less of, less important, less significant, less uh, important. You who have been marginalized, stigmatized, and ostracized. You who have been told that you don't count for unto you. And that is the beauty of Christmas. That God sent his son into the world for the world and to remind all of us that we count. Don't let anybody fool you into believing you don't count. That because of where you come from, you don't count. Or because of where you went to school, you don't count. Or because of where you live, that you don't count. Or because of how you talk, you don't count. Or because of what you did, you don't count. Or because you got locked up, you don't count. Because you made some mistakes, you don't count. The devil is a lie. I count. And I'll tell you why I count. I count because I was created in the image and after the likeness of the Most High God. I count because I was. A, I am a creation of the Most High God. I count because I am fearfully and wonderfully made I count because he has plans for me to prosper me and to give me an expected end I count because God has smiled on me I count and when the world looks over me God looks at me and says you count for unto you unto you how do you know I count because the angel declared and heaven declares unto you, you who are weary, you who are lonely, you who are desperate, you who are worried for unto you, you 
who are fearful, you who are doubtful, you who don't believe for unto you, you who have issues with faith, you who, who have questions about faith, you who are depressed, you who are weak for unto you, you who are tired, you who are sick, you who are grieving, you who are crying for unto you, you who feel like giving up, you who have given up for unto you. God has given you Christmas in the midst of your crises to say, this is my gift to you, to say to you, you matter. You count. So when we dare to unwrap the Christ of Christmas, there are three things that we will witness. First, we will see the unexpected promises that are fulfilled. The unexpected promises that are fulfilled. Nobody expected the Savior of the world to come the way he did or to come from the place he did. There was nothing significant about Bethlehem. No major exports came out of Bethlehem. Nothing important was made in Bethlehem. There, Bethlehem was not a strategic military location. There was no commerce or trade that happened in Bethlehem. There was no reason in the world for the Savior of the world to come from Bethlehem except for the fact that it had been promised. Bethlehem, Nazareth, the town. Y'all remember Nazareth? This is the same place where the, the question was asked, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was the ghetto of Palestine. And, and, and so for this to be the birthplace of the Savior of the world, it is an unexpected promise Fulfilled. Where is the promise? 700 years prior to the Lord's birth, the prophet Micah writes in chapter 5, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be the ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old, from everlasting. So this birth in Bethlehem is an unexpected promise fulfilled. But not only, not only, is this an unexpected town? But there's also the unexpected teen. Listen to the angel Gabriel coming to Mary, declaring in Luke 1, Hail thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. There's no reason for anyone to think that Mary was going to carry and birth the long-awaited Messiah. She was unsuspecting. Nothing about her would cause everyone to think that she would be the one. She was overlooked. She was largely disregarded. And yet God saw her. So this child, this holy child of God comes from an unexpected town, from an unsuspecting teen. And it proves the fact that God oftentimes uses small, unexpected things in unusual ways. That's what Christmas is about. 
It's about the fulfillment of the unexpected, the fulfillment of what God has declared that may not add up or may not fit conventional thinking or may not reflect popular notions or current trends. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad that God moves in the unexpected places and uses unexpected people. He has a track record of using the low things to mess up high things. He'll use freed slaves shouting and singing to bring down Jericho walls. He'll use a boy with a slingshot to bring down a giant in battle gear. He'll use a man who stutters to stand before an Egyptian king to free all of his people. He'll even use a prostitute named Rahab to set into motion Israel's conquering of the promised land. He uses over and over again small, unexpected people. And all I'm telling you is... You don't have to be big for God to use you. You don't have to have a title for God to use you. You don't have to live in a certain zip code for God to use you. Just be who God has called you to be and watch God do his miraculous work with you and through you. For Paul says it like this in 1 Corinthians, God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. He has chosen the weak things of the world to confound things that are mighty. But then secondly, when we unwrap the Christ of Christmas, we find that unexplained passion is revealed. Don't lose sight of the fact, Deacon Davis, that the Christmas story, when you unwrap it, it basically at its core is a love story. Christmas is a love story. Now, I'm not talking about the, the sappy love stories we watch on Lifetime and, and Hallmark during Christmas. Y'all know those Christmas stories. Y'all know Christmas movies. And no, no shade on those. You know, every now and then I watch one of them too. The, a prince for Christmas and a dog for Christmas and a and a husband and a wife for Christmas. They got to get everything for Christmas. But at its core, Christmas, Christmas really is a love story. Not necessarily between two people, but certainly between God and the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's one thing for you to declare your love, but it's quite another to prove your love through action. And God so loved that he gave. He gave. That's what Christmas is when you unwrap it. A pure love story of God's pure passion for humanity that is demonstrated through the sacrifice of his son who would then sacrifice himself as savior of the world. Christmas is about the love that God has for us, not to tell us, but to show us, to demonstrate it, to illustrate it. Paul says it like this. God demonstrates his own love toward us that in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christmas is the embodiment of love. It is love exemplified by the giving of Christ. It is love epitomized by the offering of his only son. It is love personified through the life and the death of the Savior. For unto you, unto you, unto you is born this day in the city of David, Savior. 
finally, when you dare to unwrap the Christ of Christmas, you will see untapped purpose is concealed. Untapped purpose is concealed. Now stick with me for a minute. Because this is where it gets a bit interesting. Because the very first Christmas was not just about opening and revealing for the scripture says that she brought forth her firstborn son, watch this, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. She wrapped him. Hmm. She wrapped him. Some of us, before we give anyone a gift at Christmas, we wrap it. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes. And after she wrapped him, she and Joseph went to Egypt, not to take a vacation, but to hide out from Herod. She wrapped him in And as a young child, she takes him away and hides because Herod intends to kill this newborn king, this gift from God to the world that has been wrapped. Herod intends to take it out. So Mary, watch this, conceals him, wraps him up and hides him. And watch this. And for the next 30 years, Jesus' purpose is largely concealed from the public think about it yes he's born yes he grows in stature and in spirit and yes there are glimpses of him at the age of 12 you see a few things where where he's in the temple and he's having conversation but the large purpose of Christ's ministry goes concealed for at least 30 years And for 30 years, Mary waits for Jesus to come into his purpose. I'm trying to help some parent right now. For 30 years, she waits for her son whom she has birthed. She's given him the best to watch him grow and become that which she knows him to be. And for 30 years, she ponders in her heart, when will my boy come in to his purpose as the savior of the world? I'm talking to some mother right now. I'm talking to some mother who's frustrated right now and Wondering when is that child going to live up to their potential and when when is that grandchild going to realize all that God has put into him or her and when 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 are those children going to become all that you had dreamed of them to become? She waited and pondered in her heart. Oh yeah, it's in the scripture. She pondered these things. There's some there's some conversations that we she had with Elizabeth, but there are other things that she simply pondered in her heart. Waiting and witnessing his development. Here's the question. I wonder how long you're willing to wait on the Lord's promise to be fulfilled. 
that which he promised you a long time ago. I wonder how long you're willing to wait and allow some things, watch this, to be concealed until it's the right time for it to be unwrapped. Let me use another example. David David was anointed by the prophet Samuel to become the king of Israel. But after that anointing, scholars estimate that it was another 15 years before David ever becomes king. Samuel pours the oil from the horn upon him and his brothers know that he is anointed to be king. His father knows that he is anointed to be king. David knows that he is anointed to be king. But for 15 years, he's herding sheep. That means for 15 years, he has to live with the fact that inside of him is a king, but he has no throne to sit on. Question, how long are you willing to let some things be concealed? I I need to tell somebody, everybody doesn't need to know everything. Some of us have a habit of just posting everything on Facebook. Anything the Lord does to us, we could run to Facebook and post it and wait for somebody to say good job and get mad if they don't say anything. Listen, there's some things you ought to just hold on to and wait and let it be revealed in its own time question is can you wait on the purpose and the promise to come to pass without giving up and giving it it was the fool in Shakespeare's King Lear that says have more than thou showest and speak less than thou knowest that's pretty good advice coming from a fool because all he's saying is you don't have to show everything you got and you don't have to tell everything you know this Christmas you might need to reflect on the fact that everything God said And everything that God promised doesn't get open at one time. It doesn't come to pass on one day. It doesn't happen all right now. But there are some things that you're going to have to be patient about and not get weary in during well season. Luke chapter 2 verse 19 says, But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. That's what she did. She wrapped Jesus up in swaddling clothes as a baby. She watched him grow and kept in her heart what the angel told her. She didn't rush him. She watched him. She fed him. She had talks with him. She watched him grow. And she didn't didn't announce to anybody else who this child was. She didn't stitch Messiah on his sweatshirt send him off to school. She didn't write Savior on his lunchbox. No, she pondered these things in her heart. And one day this unsuspecting mother from an unexpected town who had been watching and waiting for her son to come into his purpose. One day she saw the opportunity. I'm through. But she saw the opportunity. It was, it was at a wedding in Cana. You remember what happened. Mary got word that this young couple had run out of wine. And there she knew the kind of embarrassment that it would mean for them. So she talked to Jesus. 
told Jesus what she wanted him to do. Evidently she already knew for she had seen and she had watched long enough. She had observed carefully enough to know that Jesus could and would do something about it. So this mother decided now is the time. She says to those servants, y'all do whatever he says. And with that, the mother who had wrapped him in a manger unwraps him as the Messiah. She wrapped him, concealed him and kept him and nurtured him and did all she could. But when she knew it was the time, she unwrapped. Let him go and come into his purpose. I'm telling you, Things have to be concealed for a while, but in God's timing, everything that he has planned and promised for you will be unwrapped and revealed and manifested in its time. (laughs) I'm through, y'all. But my soul is happy when I think about this Christ who was wrapped as a baby, but unwrapped by his mother. Same one who wrapped him up, unwrapped him. And when she could do nothing else for him, she believed that God would do the rest. How do you know it? Because that same mother who gave birth to that child watched him die. Grief in her heart. She watched him die on a cross, not for something he had done, but because it had already been prophesied. She stood there and watched him bleed and die. They took him down from that cross. Watch it, y'all. And wrapped him in grave clothes. They wrapped him. I think they messed up when they wrapped him. Because they didn't understand this Christ had already been wrapped before. Being wrapped was no big thing for this Jesus. He had already been wrapped by his mother and they wrapped him in grave clothes and put him in a grave and he stayed there Friday night stayed there Saturday Saturday night but early Sunday morning though he had been wrapped he got up unwrapped from those clothes And proved once again that all power in heaven and earth was in his hands. My prayer for us this morning is that that Christ would be the one that we unwrap in our hearts, in our homes, and in our minds this Christmas. His name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, 
Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, yes. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He's my Savior, Savior, Savior. Savior, Savior, Savior. Oh, Lord. Savior, Savior, Savior. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And He's a healer, 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 healer. I gotta say that again. Oh, healer, 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 healer. Heal my sin sick soul. Healer, healer, healer. And he made me whole. Healer, And his name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I wanna say thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And his name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, I thank you, thank you, thank you. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What's his name? Jesus, 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 late in the midnight hour. Jesus, 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 early in the morning, y'all. Jesus, 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 when I can't call nobody else. Jesus, 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 I call on my Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can't nobody do me like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, can't nobody love me like Jesus, 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 can't nobody hold me like Jesus, 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 if Jesus Christ has not become your Savior, I invite you here, you who are watching, to make that a reality right now. And it's real simple to do. That's the good news. It's very simple. Simply by praying this prayer in your heart you'll pray this with me. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, why don't you do it right now by praying this prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you now, come into my heart, come into my life, and save me. 
I believe right now that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe today that Jesus died on a cross for my sins. And I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. And by faith, I now invite him and accept him to be my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I want to congratulate you and welcome you to the body of Christ. When you do one more thing, if you're here and you prayed that prayer for the first time, stay and meet with us at, at the conclusion of this service. Or if you're watching and you prayed that prayer, I want you to call the number that's on your screen right now. There's someone here who's ready to meet with you and ready to speak with you who can give you next steps that you might live out your faith in Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you and keep you is our prayer. Won't you stand? Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Bless your name, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.